I'm Michael Hall. And I'm Andy Davis. And we want to welcome you to The Dad Vantage, the D&D podcast where two old school dads talk about school play. That's right. We throw in some dad jokes in there. Yeah. This podcast wouldn't be a podcast without a dad joke, I think. That's right. Today, we're going to return to our roots a little bit, Andy. It's true. Um, we're going to do, harking back to some of our most popular episodes, we're going to do a flavor of the week challenge, Andy, where you and I face off in character creation builds comparing two heroes head to head in a series of descriptive challenges to see who reigns supreme. I'm ready, Michael. You know I've got the my first... fists up. I am ready to fight. <laughs> oh, well, you know what the first rule of Fight Club is. Sorry, guys. Okay, podcast's over. Right. <laughs> now we have to end it. Um, yeah, sorry. I think this actually, this 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 flavor, this uh, trope is perfect for Fight Club. Because, right. Andy, what is our trope for today? Our trope is the martial artist. Martial artist. That's oh my right. God. So, uh, you um, know, I'm, I'm, I've never never played sort of a martial arts based character in D and I've watched them get played and I think they sound like a lot of fun. So I'm really excited about this. I think I've got. Something yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, I think so in terms of the trope, the classic trope would be, you know, straight up it's Bruce Lee, right? It, yeah. it is the, every Kung Fu movie you've ever seen. It's crouching tiger, hidden dragon. It's Michelle Yeoh doing her thing on screen. Everywhere, it's, everything, everywhere, everything, all everywhere. at once. It's, it's, we're on, we're on theme for the, uh, for the Oscars. Andy. But that's right. Yeah. We're on theme for the Oscars, which by the way, <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, you should go see that go movie. See it. it is, it is incredible, yeah. but uh, yeah. So it's the martial artist. It's, it's that uh, it's, the Ronin and the Seven Samurais. It's it's all of that kind of classic stuff of that person who is. And I think the way when we talked about this, uh, when we were first talking about, it, we're talking about people who are primarily fighting. I think with their fists or, mm-hmm. or are in that sort of monk kind of general area of people who are fighting with their their hands and the rest of their body, Jackie Chan, all that sort of stuff, in order to accomplish their goals it, in the context it, 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 of D anD. d and it's like, look, there's there's no bigger trope in Hollywood than fighting martial arts style in some way, shape, or yeah. form, brawling. Yeah. Right? I mean, you you know, you can we can talk about all the classic sort of Chinese based martial arts, or we can also talk about like Liam Neeson fighting in Taken or Jason yeah. Bourne, you know, or John Wick, you know, John, John Wick, Wick right? Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, so all there's, that sort of there's stuff. a million. If you have a favorite sort of brawling character who uses weapons and or their fists pick them and use them because it's going to be fun to play and we're going to show you some ways in so the way the the rules for this contest of of flavor (laughs) for lack of there aren't really any rules but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna structure it the rules are really simple we start with a basic trope this in this case martial artist and we build the most interesting characters possible off the same ability array and the same experience level and it's that simple so whoever can beat the other in submission via cunning skill and most importantly flavor or um, fists in or this fists. case yeah well, that'd be right <laughs> do fists fists of fury so we we have three rounds that are follows flavor function and convince me the first round is kind of like blank walks into the bar and let's describe our characters and then we go from there into some details around what they can do and then if we need to or 
just because we love to, we try to convince each other. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it's really it. simple. I promise that if there's ties, we will fake a result. No. <laughs> <laughs> More than likely, what will end up happening is we'll both like the other guy's concept so much that we'll be like, oh, I can't decide. Right. We'll just roll it. We'll roll yeah, off we'll roll. If, there's, if, there's, if there's a tie. Okay. So the first thing we do, Andy, what do we do in any of these? How do we get started? Michael, we're facing off. It's time to roll some initiative. Roll initiative. That's right. Pull my character sheet so I know what their initiative is. Oh. Ooh, Andy. I got an 18, Michael. I rolled a 23. Oh, you added, put a, you put Why is my character's uh, initiative bonus? Oh, well, if I add my initiative bonus, then I have a dirty 20, but you still win. Go for it. I have a plus four on initiative. Uh Uh-oh. All right. So, I, I, you know what, everybody? I hear high dex character <laughs> incoming. Incoming hot. We start all of our great adventures at the Thirsty Cougar, Andy. So, why would I change this at this point? <laughs> Where else would we start? In a dark corner of the Thirsty Cougar, at the back of the bar, sits a tall, e- even well seated figure. She has long, dark hair, sharp features. And at one point in their life, they might have been dramatically beautiful, charismatic even, not anymore. Everything about them from their white blouse and long overcoat to their shoulder scabbard and tricorn hat is an anomaly. A strange, unfamiliar, briny scent of the sea follows them wherever they go. Well, that and the scent of death. (laughs) You have just met Captain Calico O'Malley. The finest pirate captain of the Eastern Seas. Well, at least until she died. <laughs> Today, Calico. Okay, came- hang, on, hang on. I just want to. You sure you got the right theme? <laughs> We're not doing pirates. Was I supposed to do pirates? Uh, yeah, somehow do I ended pirates? up with a pirate. I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but somehow I ended up with a pirate. Um, Calico today, Calico can't quite remember much, recall much about the sea or captaining for that matter. Um, <laughs> she actually is a blank slate other than knowing her name and how to fight and fighting. She really knows in this life, Calico woke up somewhere in the waste of the West side of bounty and, and found her way to buff a bit bills, excuse me, buff a bit bills, brawling big tent where it's a, a pugilist club where uh, of the highest order and has she has made a name for herself there and in all the fighting clubs around town. It's hard to describe her fighting style, but maybe for you martial arts people, it's more like a salat, a, a pinchak salat, which is sort of like an Indonesian or Filipino fighting style mixed, mixed with a screamer or Kali. And oh, wow. she carries a, a fierce looking scimitar that she uses in addition to her fists of fury. Fists, knees, elbows, whatever you call it. Fists, knees, elbows, you name it. You name it. You name it. So that's my that's my flavor, Andy. We've got Calico O'Malley. Let me let me introduce you to then to uh, maybe not. I think maybe not at the Thirsty Cougar. I think uh, Biffa Bits Pugilist Club. Buffa Bit uh, Bill's Brawling Bits, Big Bills, Tent. Pugilist, yes, Brawling Big Tent. Sure. Buffa Bit Bill. I just wanted to say that again. Buffa oh, Bit. Buffa, it's a cross buffa, between buffa. a rabbit and a buffalo. Okay. Buffa Bit. <laughs> buffa Bit. Stat blocks for that incoming. Everybody. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, I think not necessarily where your captain is, but I think you know on the other side of town at Buffa Bit's Brawling, whatever that is, Brawling Circus. A gentleman steps through, steps under the tent, and you see a, uh, 
there's a certain shine to his skin. In fact, he is fully metallic, but mm. is wearing a, he has slicked kind of black hair and like a little kind of curlicue in the front, but it's all metal. He has silver skin and a, and a big gleaming jaw. He's got the white, white t-shirt kind of thing on and, and tight black pants with black boots. He has, he has a sack that he has a few weapons in when he needs them, but primarily what, what glass jaw McGraw focuses on is <laughs> fisticuffs. Oh my God. I love and it. And proper fisticuffs at that. He is a follower of Queensbury rules and is there to challenge all comers to defeat him in the oh true God. field of combat. That 24 by 24 square where men are made. So that is Glass Jaw McGraw. Oh my God. <laughs> and As I usual, should I'm say, in love with both I, these characters already. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to say um, this has inspired a friend of mine, Michael Bowman, has a similar character, not the same, but a similar character that I love. And it's just, and That's so brilliant. I was really inspired by his take on the martial artist. And I wanted to go away from just the straight up kind of straight monk so no oh, that's great no i love yeah. it i think i think we both went a little bit away yeah well andy i mean we've got off to us we've we, we, we've both veered into this steampunk vision of of whatever we, we're doing <laughs> oh, yeah, here. i don't even know what doing. it is but it, <laughs> but but it's not straight up wushu uh yeah, that's for sure. for sure all right well andy since you went second i think you get to go right into yeah. sort of describing glass jaw mcgraw in all his finery and tell us a little bit about the build Glass John McGraw is, he is, although he is crafted, he's, he is a warforged person. And so I know he's six foot six, big, broad chest, sl more slender legs. Everything's metallic. He has, you know, we're, we're, we're building these characters at eighth level. So after all of the, everything else like that, he has a 20 strength. Oof. He has a 15 dexterity. He's got a 19 constitution. Rather lower intelligence. Glass John McGraw has probably taken one too many hits to the head. <laughs> so he's a little slower than your average bear. An eight intelligence. His wisdom's not so bad. He's I think he has some cunning and middle mid-range charisma around a 10. And he is a battlemaster fighter. Nice. So his and his whole thing he has. So within that, um, his fighting style is unarmed fighting, so that gives him the, some improved damage when he's when he's punching. He has two attacks per round, and then because of the superiority die and a few other things, he's got a bunch of features that go along with that. So he has he has this, he has five uses of superiority die, so he can he has evasive footwork, which means he can spend a superior superiority die to increase his ac he has grappling strike so if he can grapple someone he can then he can basically add a superiority die to that he also because of his unarmed fighting has increased damage when he's grappling somebody so i think he's he is he's he fights with queensbury rules but if he can get somebody in a headlock and punch him in the head a couple of times he's going to go for that he'll trip people and then he also has something called brace so when a character moves within reach of him, he's going to he can attack them as soon as they arrive before preempting their attack. He also has a repost, so when they leave, he can also take a shot at them as well. 
because he's a because he is a warforged, he has some advantages on saving throws related to being poisoned and resistance to poison damage. He doesn't need to eat, breathe, or drink, which is cool. He's immune to disease. He doesn't really sleep per se. He also has an an he has integrated protection, which is a plus one bonus to his AC as part of being a warforged. In his kit, I've added chainmail as a thing, and I kind of see chainmail as somebody at some point helped build in some extra armor on him. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more integrated than cool. just a thing like that. And then feats wise, I took durable, which increases his con yeah, and then one. also lets him recover better with hit dice. That's durable. And then he's also has crusher. Oh, so nice. once per turn, he can hit a creature. He can move it five feet to an unoccupied space. And in the context of boxing, you can imagine this of him just hitting somebody so hard they start to get pushed back into a corner. And he's just trying to basically smash them to maneuver them into a corner so that he can rope-a-dope the bejeebers out of him. So is he he's an eighth level fighter all the way? He's an eighth level battle he's an eighth level battle master fighter. I I, you know, I I really debated. (laughs) I debated first a fighter, and then I also debated just giving the martial feat. The one that gives you a couple of battle master maneuvers mm-hmm. um, as a feat to to, yeah. to to Calico O'Malley. I didn't do it, but I really debated. I took a quite a hard look at it. Yeah, he's good. not a particularly complex build. No, except I love it that too. here's the thing: is like when we talk about you know just when I think of him more critically, you know he doesn't have a lot of ranged options. He mm-hmm. has a few weapons, like I said, that are in a sack when he needs them. But he doesn't, he can use stuff, but he his preference is to get up close and start trading blows with somebody. That's, nice. I think, where Glassjaw McGraw is going to shine, you know, so. One, one thing I did with a character that was similar to that idea of the battle master, but a fight, a physical fighter, was to create for this NPC basically a mall but a mall that was basically their fists right like yeah like a, a special a special weapon that basically functioned like a mall but like was like you know brass knuckles yeah uh, exactly for the character so that the character could have these these weapons that basically function like a weapon for all the mechanical purposes that you need but but were flavored as fist weapons yeah and so we don't typically talk about like mm-hmm. the equipment or like magical weapons but eighth level you would expect a character like this to have one or two magical weapons. Right. I 100% could see Glassjaw McGraw having like a pair of shattered brass brass knuckles yeah. that are every time he hits they're adding a warning or lightning or, or force damage you know, or something right. like that yeah. where they're they're just maybe all they do is just literally add a add a bonus damage and turn make sure his attacks are magical at eight right. level you won't have yeah. magic attacks but yeah or yeah or you could flavor them as a weapon you could pick a yeah. weapon and flavor them so yeah you, you could, could turn them into a weapon and have them as a as a thing as a fist you know, thing. So. i love it andy that's that's pretty strong i love it and i yeah and definitely very much speaks in sort of victorian victorian english let's let's it's time for prepare gentlemen let's Let's t- it is time for fisticuffs with the whole yeah, like, curly it, yeah. mustache uh, which is of course also metal everything's metal right. i love it that's so good <laughs> it's so good you know it's interesting we both chose these sort of victorian stuff because uh, uh calico o'malley of course is a is a pirate she she wears sort of the blouse and the and the and the the pants and the high boots and the you know, she has a scimitar at her side um with a scabbard that slings across mm-hmm. her shoulder uh but 
she's not human anymore. She's reborn in the cust- in the lineages section of races. You can choose a couple of different sort of strange little lineages. She was human once, but she is now undead. Mm-hmm. So one of some of the nice things she gets a very similar. We have a very similar theme here in that neither of our characters need to need to eat or drink. Right? They're both um, yeah. Uh, here I'll read you. Deathless nature. Right? She, she has advantage on death saving throws. She doesn't need to eat, drink, or breathe. I mean, she doesn't need to sleep, and magic can't put her to sleep. So that's pretty cool. And then advantage against being poisoned against disease and resistance to poison damage. Very similar on that effect. Th- there is another cool little feature with um, being reborn. You have knowledge of a past life. So when you make an ability check that uses your skill, you can roll a D6 to immediately after seeing the number and add that to your check. And you can use this feature three times a day and you regain everything on a long rest. So a little extra skill monkeyness to the character. Yeah, I will I say, <laughs> last John McGraw, not a lot of skills, guys. He does one thing. He does it real well, but... <laughs> It's kind of an odd thing. What's interesting about about Calico is that she started life as a as a swashbuckling rogue. She's got three levels in rogue as a swashbuckler, which gives her some really nice mm. features. But when she was reborn, she was reborn as a monk. She's a level five monk of the Animal way of the death. long death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's a a reborn monk. Of the of the way of the long death. So we're going to talk about that for a second. First, let me just go through what she gets cool out of the rogue. First and foremost, she gets that that sneak attack, which is yep. third level, not massive, but an extra two d six is pretty awesome. Um, and I think we talked about this in another episode. Sort of the rogue, the 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 swashbuckler rogue has some really nice features in it. Most yeah, that ability to duck in and out of combat. Right, yeah. The, uh, all the obvious ones in terms of like the cunning actions, ability to dash, disengage, or hide. But fancy footwork. On your turn, you can make a melee attack against a character, a creature. That creature can't take an opportunity attack. So really suited for fighting multiple characters. How and you then would, also... Like, how you would rate that when somebody has something like repost. I guess repost is based on the miss. Like if you yeah. miss, I can take a swing. Right. And yeah, okay, never mind. There's no opportunity attacks. It doesn't provoke opportunity attacks as long as they attacked that character. And then rakish audacity. So gets to add to our initiative roles, uh, but also don't need advantage on the attack roll to use the sneak attack. If you're within five feet of that Mm -hmm. character and no other creatures are within five feet. So if it's a mano a mano or mano e dead person that you you can you you can get off your sneak attack so that's me versus machine everybody (laughs) but i you know and those were really cool and i like that and gives a little bit more flavor to the the extra things so like proficiencies in acrobatics athletics stealth and deception and then expertise acrobatics and stealth all that sort of swashbuckly piratey goodness but then but then you get (laughs) the amazingness of the way of the long death so the way of the long death, it, it gives you martial arts very clearly. If you're not familiar with this, while you used unarmed or wielding monk weapons, you can roll your martial arts damage die in place of normal damage. And when you use that attack action on your turn, you can make one arm strike as a bonus action. So she gets that extra action, bonus action attack. Or in the case of using her key, she can then get a flurry of blows off. Um, she also has, she can dedicate that one weapon. So she's dedicates her scimitar, which is actually an Indonesian Glock, which is a really cool looking scimitar. 
weapon. So she can get off the patient blows. She can get off patient defense. So she can spend a key point to take the dodge action as a bonus action. Uh, she can do step of the wind, which is allows her to spend a, a key point to do disengage or dash, but she can already do those things oh. as a thief. So she doesn't really necessarily need to do them. It's really going to be fury, fury, fury of blows, to be completely honest, and fury of blows a lot. She does have two attacks because she got to fifth level as a monk. So she's got these two yeah. attacks plus her um, plus her fury of blows. She also has some really cool things where she can deflect missiles right? She can use her reaction to deflect or right. catch a missile and then reduce the damage when doing so. And then she can spend a key point to make a ranged attack with that, uh, like a thrown weapon. Uh, yep. she's this, But here's where the way of the long death gets cool. So touch of death. When she reduces a creature within five feet of her or to zero hit points, she, she gains nine points of temporary HP, which is pretty cool. And then she also has accelerated healing. So she can spend key points to regain 1d6 plus three hit points herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't take damage from just so fall. So she can reduce um, falling damage by 25. And she can also use focused aim. So when she misses an attack, she can use one to three key points to increase her attack roll by two for each of those key points she spends. And then... Best of all, she because she got to fifth level, she can do stunning strike, which she can stun a character yeah. on a hit if they don't make their DC 15 con saving throw. She has a, she here's the other thing that I did with her because I debated this a lot. Um, I actually gave her Fey touched. I think as part of her death, she came out of death. Maybe she went to the Feywild something, and this is where she learned all the things that she knows, and she came out of the Feywild. But she can do Misty Step, which I, I, flavor-wise, I'm a little debating. But but what I really wanted to give her was Hex. So she can Hex people. Nice. She can add another D6 and then give them disadvantage on D6 if, as long as she's attacking the Hex person. So she's got this scimitar. She does a D6 damage. She can add a D6 on the Hex people. She can get off her sneak attack. If she's attacking the same person with her Flurry of Bows, she gets to add a D6 to all of those blows as well. It's, I mean, I, I, mean I will say that machine. that's that's super interesting because the and that allowed me to get her ability, wisdom to eighteen. I'll go through her stats in just a second. Yeah, I was just going to say the having the hex, and if you applied that against con saves, then makes like the stunning strike go off a lot more easily. That's exactly uh, it. I, uh, she yeah. can she and can that, like setting aside the rest of the build. That's definitely something if you're going to build a monk. Yeah. Most monks are really set up around high mobility, the ability to stun people. You know, you don't necessarily do a lot of damage in any given strike, but that that's that's a super. I've never really thought of that combination. Yeah, that, that was combination, what really motivated nice. me was that's like the, the the ability to give an, a a negative on the on the con the con checks with hex, and then add a d six damage, and then she's getting, and then she can do sneak attack, so she can both stun and do some legit damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. With uh, the great other great thing about monks is she's got forty feet of movement speed. She's got an eighteen armor armor class. Um, so her stats are twelve in strength. She's reasonably strong, but in in dexterity, a thirteen in con, a ten in intelligence, an eighteen in wisdom. So that was really what I wanted. I wanted to get that extra eighteen in wisdom, which is why I debated even just doing an ability score, but I didn't really need the extra yeah. one. So I just I chose a feat that would give me a plus one in wisdom. 
and 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 then I've debated this. I given her given her an eight in charisma because I just think the sort of salty smell, kind of dead deadishness. She's not she's not very good at, at convincing people everything. Just <laughs> she's just she's yeah. hard to take. <laughs> what uh, uh what background did you take? I took pirate. I you just pirate. I just yeah, figured makes, you know like yeah, that makes sense. Kept it swashbuckler. Really straight that's down all. The but yeah, that's right. Right in the same. Yeah, I took a gladiator, which didn't nice, which just fit with the whole idea of yeah. the prize fighter. I love it. Kind of model. So I, you know, I just I, I just feel like there's some things that she can do that are just really fun and and uh, again that that I should have saved the 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 hex for my convince you. Yeah. That, yeah. Because that was that's that's the that's the kicker, right? I, I will say that I, I can see that one of the things that's interesting about monks with like the key points, they're a lot like superiority diet in that they're a resource that you're consuming over the course of a fight. You can spend them at least those you can spend, I think, at any point in a round. Yeah. And you can spend as many key point in a round as you care to. The there's a little bit, it feels like you're gonna have a lot you have a lot of bonus action. Yeah. stuff right and one of the things that i think you might find with a character like that is that you have you have some options like hey you're not going to be able to do a bonus action flurry of blows because you want to use bonus action disengage well but here so right? here's the thing that's why i gave them swashbuckler because yeah because i don't have, have to produce the, i can the, get I, yeah. I can use my 40 foot movement and i'm not producing I'm not producing opportunity attack, attack, so I don't use up my bonus to do that. Mm -hmm. To hide, sure, but I can use it. it, But I debated it because there was the key points. I do lose sort of the step of the wind stuff other than Flurry of Blows. But I just, the Stunning Strike plus Hex plus Flurry of Blows and adding, being able to add a D6 to every one of those hits, like, yeah. yeah. Well, and also then you also have the sneak attack at any point. You have a lot of opportunities to get it. That off. is the thing yeah. with monks is you have a lot of opportunities to. If you're doing two attacks and then you have flurry of blows, which is another two attacks, you're doing essentially classically it's four relatively low power right hits per round or potential hits per round. You know, so that gives you pretty high odds that you're and not needing advantage in order to get it off. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say is. This is the first time when we're doing one of these where I've been thinking, how would my character fight your character because <laughs> of the prize fighter thing? I'm like, oh, if how would these two actually go head to head and who would win in sort of a head to head thing? So, we might have to test this out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. oh, that's super. So let's score this. Super, let's score this. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I love the idea of the prize fighter as a as a pivot on the martial artist, Andy. I'm I'm a big fan of it. And I love the idea of a war forged steampunky feel to this guy. The, okay. Um this is, is my bonus for for my convince me. This is one of the reasons I'm calling him Glass John McGraw. Rock'em sock'em robots. Oh god. <laughs> Right. <laughs> straight up, he's straight up a rock'em sock'em robot. Oh, <laughs> Hit him one too many times in the jaws. His head gets all loose on his neck, and he just falls to the ground. Um, that, yeah, I mean, I, I will say that if we're on to convince me, the what I like about him is he does really feel to me like a martial artist. It's a different mm-hmm. sort of martial setup than the classic kind of Bruce Lee type or the classic monk. But he has a lot of the same capability 
in terms mm-hmm. of yeah well the, the 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 all the battle maneuvers i mean you'd have to talk about it with your the one weird thing about the way most of those are written is that they're written as melee attacks so you'd have right. to have a discussion with your dm about do do his unarmed attacks count as melee attacks for the purposes of those maneuvers but if you agree and, on that it's no big deal and, and the fact of the matter is they're all when you look in like D beyond they're all listed as melee attacks yeah. so i would i would argue you would have you would have a lot of you, you could make a legit argument that those I, are. I, you know, it would be the ridiculous DM that would say no, they don't. Yeah, care. if they didn't like it, then it, you were not going to be playing this character yeah. to eighth level yeah. anyway. Right. I think what I what I like, and I have not played a lot of Battlemaster fighters, but it, the this was the first time that I really got like there is that sort of the science of boxing mm-hmm. and the the Battlemaster maneuvers really like fit feel, into that. It's feel, all about like the yeah. footwork of like, Oh, I'm, I'm like twitching my head to one side or the other. I'm like moving this. I'm watching someone. So I'm setting them up, setting them up, setting them up, you know, jab, 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 big punch, big punch, those combinations. Mm-hmm. It felt very in line with all that, which I really liked. He's doing, he has a plus eight to hit. He's doing a D eight plus five on every hit. He has at least two attacks plus a two attacks every round plus anything any other bonuses he gets from as much as your character is like if calico were fight if these two were fighting every time calico arrived he's going to get an attack as she can move out of distance as much as she likes but every time she comes close he's going to be able to hit her Mm -hmm. he's going to be having an opportunity to hit her right every time she misses at least once per round, he's going to have a chance to hit her because of yep. the repost feature. If he can trip her, if he does a little low kick and puts her on her mm-hmm. butt, if he any of those things, all of a sudden, if he can grapple her, like the mobility becomes less of an issue and he gets additional sort of bonuses to damage. He has that ability to second wind, which I think is great. And because of the high con, he's got 84 hit points at Oof. each level. I mean, he's mm. he is an absolute tank like super tank like he's 17 ac but an 84 so he may not be the one who he's not necessarily going to be the first one in initiative but he doesn't need to be i think he's very much that guy who's going to stand in place and let this other character flit around him or if it weren't calico he's right up in the front just wailing away there's what else does he have yeah we talked about a little bit about like the crusher stuff so those are the abilities. And the other thing that within the crusher is if he scores a critical hit that deals bludgeoning damage to a creature, attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage until the start of his next turn. Yeah, that's a good one. So like the other ones, one it's just like that. I, I love, I love that idea. Creature. It just feels yeah. very in line with this boxer of like, oh, I hit him once. He's dazed. The next time it comes around, I get to have the same thing. Yeah, there's just in the vein of that challenge of the martial artist right again no, i think you got it i think yeah. you got it yeah i think it's i dig it yeah um i think for me on the convincing on the calico side i think it's it, it's interesting to have a monk that has both hex and deals as much damage as this monk can it's it, the, the fact that if i can particularly fighting a single opponent that i can get off my sneak attack regardless of whether they're near anybody or not and that i can you know if i i can get off four with a plus seven to hit i can get off four 1d6 plus four attacks and and all if they're against the same target they're 2d6 plus four 
would one with of hacks. them would be two d six? No, all of them would be two d six plus four oh, if, if I have hacks, hacks on that target. Yeah, and then if I can get off a sneak sneak attack on one of those, I get another. So that's five. That's ten d six in a round if I hit every time. Now hitting every time is a big. Yeah, it's a big. But still, it's could be. But that's a lot of damage. That's more. That, I mean, and I will say, like having played. Have you played? You've never you've not played that many monks, right? No, I've never played a monk before, so that's why I was really that's why yeah. I wanted to p- build a monk. We're going to yeah. do martial arts. I'm going to build a monk because I've never played a monk. It just, but, but I kept thinking like I'd like to do some damage. How do I get more damage? Oh, a thief would let me get more damage. And then I thought, and then I realized that the 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 combination of hex to add damage plus what is it what is it disadvantage no, is, and it, on well they, so the advantage Andy against your grapple is I can misty step away from it with with a touched yeah i also can give you disadvantage on ability checks so the ability to give disadvantage on that constitution ability check when i'm trying to stun you punch yeah Yeah. that's that's the the nuance here is i can stun damage 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 and then i love the sort of way of the long death which is really interesting because it's not really about doing damage it's about getting temporary hit points back so i can get temporary hit points back i can i can do things that, that extend my very low actually 51 hit points to be a little bit more sustainable yeah that's i mean yeah it's, it's i'm really having a hard time not trying to think about how these two would fare <laughs> it's, up, it's right? really hard like, i think heads up they, heads up it would be i think it would be pretty evenly matched, i think it would honestly, be, it know? would come down to roles i, yeah, I don't think there's yeah. any i think it would just like who if, if i think because i think you would hit there would be at least two rounds of that where you'd probably hit pretty hard the question is would you be able to hit hard enough to if i can get off stunning strike by 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 getting the first initiative i I have a shot right yeah i think that's really the key you know if i get early initiative and and are able to get you both hexed and stunned it that's tough that puts you in a very very tough situation you know um just to talk because we we talked all this stuff about yeah. Bruce Lee to begin with, and now we neither one of us has really built. Well, yeah, you know, I see. Character. I see her as being Salat, which is you know, yeah. it's a it's a it's an Asian martial art, right? Yeah, it's, it's a Screma, Kali, yeah. a Salat. They're all sort of similar. Yeah, all sort no, of I just weapon based. I was just going to talk a little bit. I think one of the things that just the monks as a class, yeah. they have a lot of subclasses that mm-hmm. are really very widely varied. Yeah, right. kind of you can play Way of the Sun Soul, where essentially you have a Hadouken type blast that you can set off. You're like you're essentially Ken from like one of the fighting games. Mm-hmm. You know, Way of the Open Hand, or there's Way of the Drunken Master, where yeah. you are basically Jackie Chan from yeah. Drunken Master movies. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting, fun versions of it, and I do encourage people. I've played a Way of Kensei monk for a year named nine fingers who was a lot of fun to play um and there's but it is you the it's there's a lot of this very high mobility bouncing around all over the place vibe to it which you definitely have embraced with your character more so than than glass jaw mcgraw yeah glass jaw mcgraw McGraw is in there in there to get in it not get out he's in there he's in there he's in there he's like he's not afraid to take a punch you know yeah i don't what's glass jaw mcgraw's ac I don't know if we covered last John McGraw. If he has the chainmail on, his AC is a 17. He doesn't get the sort of the dex bonuses that you mm-hmm. get to AC from 
monk and I guess with a monk you get to add your wisdom modifier to your wisdom and dex wisdom and dex yeah so that's why I wanted to get the wisdom up to an 18 so I'd have an so I'd have an 18 armor class I felt like being able to avoid hits is pretty critical for this character yeah and again this is one of those things where you could talk to your dm like I just use the starting chain mail in theory he he is proficient in all kinds of armor so it could just as easily be plate which would probably put him up to like a 19 i think yeah if you wanted to do something like that which would honestly be smart yeah it's thematically i mean i just really like the idea of the guy in the silk robe yeah. coming into the boxing match with a you know <laughs> boxing trunks he's definitely the guy you metal meet in chest the fight with with like metal shavings for the hairy chest <laughs> yeah exactly he's just got steel wool over, all over yeah, right. his chest, oh popping God. out from underneath the uh, well, Andy, let's 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 make a call on this. I'm not even sure how to make a call on this. I'm kind of like feeling like I'm, this might this is a this is a draw. Okay. This here's here's what I'll say is I yeah. feel like I will make the I'll make the case that maybe I was a little bit closer in on the challenge mm-hmm. as like a martial artist. He doesn't mm-hmm. have you know I very 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 much steered away from any having weapons. any sort of weapons yeah. or anything else like that. You know, that, that's my, that, that would be my pitch for, again, we've talked, I think. Yeah. I mean, I I would give you that, except I was very mindful of like using a screamer as the model or Kali, which is like a martial art, which is a weapon, which is sword based or well, sword based. Yeah. And that's, that's very true. Very true. That's how I thought about imagination on my part. I got so caught up in the rock'em sock'em robot (laughs) boxing thing. Yeah. I was definitely like, what kind of martial arts use a weapon? Cause I I was like thinking about the swashbuckler and I'm like, Oh, there's all these Filipino and Indonesian martial arts, like Salat that are, that have very specifically are about, they they are hand as well. Yeah. A lot of them have a lot of that. Mixed sorts of traditions. Yeah. Well, do we want to do we want to call it a draw? Or do we want to do rollies to see who wins this? Let's do rollies. All right. I think we I think we both have a. Do I get to add chance. my to hit bonus? Um, <laughs> I sure. I mean, I've got a plus seven. You've got a plus eight. I mean, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It, it's almost neutral. It gives you an edge. <laughs> you really want to? We can do that. Oh no! I'll just use my straight roll. Oh, I rolled a fifteen, Michael. Well, I Andy Glass Ma, Glass Jaw McGraw. Uh, takes it in a nail biter with my six. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I think it's just one of those things where he's he's got enough of a con. He's got enough. He gets to you get to make a save against hex again, like every round, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he probably I think he, he was a nail biter. I think you started, you stunned him to begin with, and then he shook it off. Ugh! and 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 got stuck in. And once he got stuck in, it was uh, made it hard for you to get away. That's nice. cool. Well, I love it. I, I I've got a. I wanted to tell you about another friend of mine. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves using improvised weapons. He does. Yeah, he'll have his character just grab whatever happens to be lying around. Weirdest thing he ever used as a weapon was a living platypus. He grabbed it, swung it at the enemy. Unfortunately for him, his his enemy managed to parry the platypus. There's so many people that aren't going to get that joke and so many people that are. And I appreciate all of you out there who got it. (laughs) If you're a dad of a certain age, if you've got kids from a certain age, you know exactly who Perry the Platypus is. Absolutely. And if you're on TikTok, you've seen Dan Dan Povenmire and you know who Doofenshmirtz is. That's right. (laughs) I like that show. I love Perry the Platypus. It's a really funny show. Um, All right. Andy and I have a lot of fun doing this. We really appreciate you. Do you want to do the socials, Andy, and then we'll close ourselves out? 
Yeah. So really, I would say at this point, you can find us, our socials would be, you can find us on the Dad Vantage as the Dad Vantage show on Facebook. I think that's, I think it's Mm -hmm. appropriate to say that we're not doing much of anything on, on the Twitter, on the bird site anymore. We have some stuff on Mastodon, but we have not gotten as active there as we need to be. So I I go onto Twitter, but I refuse to engage at this point in time. I've I've deleted the app off my phone mm, and I don't I'm proud hold of you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud I, of you. After guys, serious Twitter addict here, and I've yeah, you were you were, and you were one of the most active people I knew. Yeah, and I, now I'm causing trouble on Mastodon. You got like two hours a day back in your day now. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, and my blood pressure has gone down too. It's oh my great. god, it's so amazing. True. So true. It's amazing. Yeah, less outrage off of Twitter. <laughs> um. Well, thank you, everybody. Again, we appreciate you tons as we head into really into the full swing of 2023. We've got a lot of good stuff planned. We'll be pushing more stuff out. We might do another battle royale or something like that. We got to figure all that out. But we we really enjoy doing this. And Indy, I really like seeing all of you engage with us on Facebook in particular, where we do see a lot of people talking about what we're doing and and liking some of our memes. So yeah, thank you. And, I mean, and hey. Tell your friends about the podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a oh, review. Oh, yeah. Please on, give us a rating. The best um, thing you could do for podcast. this podcast would be on whatever, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts Apple or, or whatever, whatever you yeah. are, give us a rating, please. Yeah. Rating and a review would be yeah. great. Tell your friends about us. And then, um, and then if you happen to be, if you do happen to find us on Facebook, if you have any thoughts about matchups you'd like to see are there tropes that you'd like to see us explore mm. we'd love to hear them it's i think we'd love to hear really open, from everybody open to open to comments questions suggestions we love it yeah. all right everyone thank you so much thank you talk to you soon